Alright, welcome everybody to another edition of the CarCast. Tonight is episode number 87, which obviously, Sean, is the Donald Brashear episode, right? Clearly. No, <laughs> we're not going to do that. Sidney Crosby episode, the kid deserves it, although Brashear definitely with an honorable mention, mm-hmm. as we once again welcome you to our little podcast on wheels. I'm Owen Newkirk, he's Sean Shapiro. And the Dallas Stars just beat the Chicago Blackhawks in a shootout 2-1 at the AAC to extend their winning streak to six straight games, their point streak to 11 straight, and because we've been keeping track since that abysmal 1-7-1 start, which was a point streak, or point percentage of 167, yes, three points out of a possible 18, they have now gone 13-1-1 in their last 15 games, a 9-0-0 point percentage. 27 of a possible 30 points. Okay, Sean, what do you got? <laughs> it really is remarkable that this point streak and the win streak, they, they keep rolling on. And it's... Tonight was the night where... And, and like all streaks and winning streaks and point streaks, it takes different people stepping up at different times, right? Exactly. And... and Tonight it was Anton Hudobin's night. Like that's boy, was it ever! It was. The it night. was so yeah. great of a performance that Anton Hudobin, for a while, on the official game sheet, occupied the first and third star of the three stars selected by our very esteemed colleague Mike Heike. It was. It was impressive, actually. He. Uh... <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's ever actually happened in NHL history. It has. Who? So Rocket Richard was once named the first named all three stars of the game. Okay. So is that the only time? As far as I know. So that is the one only of time. our listeners tried to say that Matt Sundin was given all three stars when he reached his 500th career NHL goal. Went and looked up the game sheet. He did not. Just the first okay. star. Yeah, I, I just know for a fact that there is the Rocket Richard. It's a big part of his legend, but it's actually true. Right. Um, there was a game in the forum where he was named all three stars. A long time ago. And he was named the third star and they booed because... <laughs> they because thought, how, how could he not name the first star? Because they thought, how could he not be named the first star? And then they named the second star and the first star. And Obligatory car cast interruption. I'm going well above the speed limit on I-35 and we just got passed by a Dodge Charger? I think it was, or a cha- I think it was a charger. It was a Dodge, yeah. St- as if we were standing still. Yeah. So again, yeah. we have to comment on all oddities that we see on the yes, road. It's sort of our mantra: yes. smells, weird things that happen in traffic patterns. And sorry, Rocket Richard, but that guy's driving recklessly. Yes, he is. Anyway, so moving on. Anton Hudobin. Um, if I mean, to be fair, he could have been the first and third star of the game. Uh, I here's the thing: I'm not sure if it's legal. But I'll allow it because it was absolutely the right decision. Yeah, I, I don't know what the rules fall on three stars on that, actually. because I don't even know if there are rules other than with, that they have to be announced and that the players have to be there's been going times, on the ice. Hasn't there been times where there's been like a... Where someone's gone and named one of the three stars, like the fans, or like hasn't there been some like maybe that maybe sounds that, very cheesy, but probably and, and I think that's happened a couple times. And um, so, oh boy, what's happening there? Well, he obviously went on the wrong way on a split yeah. on the road, and now you smell it. Yeah, he Ugh. stomped on his accelerator to make sure that he cut up, cut me off. 
to get to this and go faster than he wanted to go. And so we're paying the price. Yeah, we are. It's quite well, pungent. It's, just, quite, it's quite pungent. It stings the nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we say pungent yes. once a car cast because there are just horrible smells along this corridor. Yes, there are. And we haven't even gotten to the uh, 35 to the no, San Rayburn no, split no. where we it haven't got, We haven't gotten to the split yet. So, um, anywho. And, on, and we'll go through quite a few of his individual things, but the overall effort, just to start off from the bat, uh, 38 saves, um, tremendous goalie duel with Robin Leonard, and uh, he's the main reason the Stars won this game. But before we get to the end result there, game that in the first period where... Not without his controversy tonight. Exactly, yeah. So, first period, the big storyline coming into tonight, and I'm, I know we're going to get questions about this in the car cast because I saw it pop up during do the... Do you want to wait for that, or do you want to just address it now and then skip the questions? <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. Let's talk about it. It's the elephant in the room. Yeah. So, John Klingberg and Rope Hintz come back into the lineup tonight. When that happens, obviously, two guys had to come out. And the team that has won five in a row mm-hmm. and points in ten straight games usually suggests that nobody deserves to come out, obviously. Yes. So, Taylor Fadoon is the healthy scratch on defense, which probably, frankly, that's probably what everyone probably would have predicted. Even though he had a nice game the other night. It's, and points in two straight yes, games, and he's it, been really good. But it's it's probably what you would have expected. The one that probably caught people a bit off guard, and obviously I got the most, I saw the most backlash from on social media when I reported this earlier today, was Dennis Gurionov was out of the line yeah. tonight. And they quite did not like that. No, people did not like that. And the biggest question that people are going to ask, and I think just to address it right now, is people ask why. Why why was Dennis Gurionov out of the lineup? And this is not let me make you the case of why he was out from Jim Montgomery's standpoint before this is not whether I agree or disagree. First let me just give you the case. It's all your fault, Sean. We all know it. It is all my fault. Whatever you say is wrong. But this is why Jim Montgomery scratched Dennis Gurionov. Matias Yanmark and Jason Dickinson, other candidates to get considered. Justin Dowling, other candidates to get considered. Justin Dowling has been playing very well lately with Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. Very well. He, they've, he's kind of helped them lately unlock their game a little bit, obviously. He's sort of a missing piece then. The coaches don't want to mess with that. Not going to mess with that. Matias Yanmark came back from injury and played extremely well, scored the goal. You can't take him out of the lineup. You're going to your it reward. It wasn't even the goal. It was a good yeah. goal, but it wasn't just the goal. That it was, was the a, overall play. It was it was everything the, he did. It was the overall play. Yeah. Jason Dickinson, similar situation, playing very well lately. The other one, where, where everyone... And it, both of those players you mentioned, Yanmark and Dickinson, so good defensively mm-hmm. as forwards that yes. I think that's something that stands out in comparison to the next player yes. you're going to talk so about. And so the other comments that I... Before we even get to Guriana, who was scratched, the other one that I see on Twitter all the time, and just I'm going to address it just because it's the backlashes. Why is Andrew Cogliano not scratched? Why is Blake Como not scratched? Well, whether you agree or disagree, I don't know what's going on with that guy. Now the, is that the guy that passed us at like 100 I miles an hour? I don't think so. I think it's a different car. Are you sure? Yeah, it might be the same one. So that's weird. Yeah. That guy was going about 40 miles an hour and causing all sorts of mayhem that we had to go split both ways around. That's, I don't really want to go back there no, and find out. No, I don't this want highway, to. highway, man, yeah. something yeah. about it tonight. But the big social media reaction is, how is Andrew Cogliano not scratched? How is Blake Como not scratched? And people quickly point out the points. Andrew Cogliano, three points in That's 22 games. That's not what they're here for. And, and the big thing is, 
the first thing that they have that's the most important thing, and the reason they're not going to come out of the lineup is Jim Montgomery trusts them to play a key role. Very key role. And it is a role where, go back to last season, where Jim Montgomery went as far to say that if we're trying to win the Stanley Cup with five minutes left in the game, Blake Como's on the ice. And so if yeah. any, if anyone thought, just, just to be... Just to kind of put it out there, if anyone thought Blake Como or Andrew Cogliano would be scratched, you're not paying attention. The only reason I thought Como might was because he's had maintenance days before the last yeah. two Stars games on the practice like, days. He has not participated. I, 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 I wondered seen. if, geez, you know, if he's nursing some... Remember, he's only been yeah. back in the lineup a couple games from that injury on opening night. Maybe... Well, it's been six games. Right, but you, yeah. again, he's yeah. had a couple maintenance games. Yeah. Now, obviously, they're trying to do that... Classic load management of yeah. trying to make sure they don't overextend him in his return. Mm-hmm. But that was the only reason. It wasn't for because of his player or no. the impact so, of him in the lineup. Basically, and, and I, I could even see the justification for taking Cagliano, Cagliano out. Um, but with this coach, it wasn't going to happen. So and the other, so now Dennis Gurionov comes out because Rope Haynes is going to go into the top six. Justin Dowling had earned his, his spot recently with Ben and Sagan. Yeah. And Gurionov's play recently had one assist in five games. He'd been good, but you have to be better than good right now when everyone's good. Agreed. And it was better for a star's perspective, from the coaching perspective, to instead of mess with a bottom six that's working well, to shoehorn a guy that really hasn't played well in a bottom six role yet this season. Yes. And that, so Gurionov was kind of left without a role, and that's why he got scratched. Um, whether you agree with that or not, that's okay, but that's just the logic from the coaching staff. Can we also point out that it's pretty interesting that everyone's bemoaning Denis Gurionov not being in the lineup when on opening night everybody was really saying, I don't think he deserves to be on the NHL roster based on his play in preseason. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. his first couple of games he wasn't very good. Yeah. Had sent down and then got going. But here we are now saying, oh, we can't take him out of the lineup. That shows a lot of positive growth in his game in the first two months of the season. Yeah. And for for Denny, this is another one of those consistency lessons, probably. Sure. Um, he, he took the first one really well. When he went sent, got sent down to the AHL for two games, he took that very well. Um, I don't think he's at there a... There goes sp- that Taji. There it goes, yeah. The one that was going 40 now yeah. just blew by us again. Yeah, what is going on here? I don't know. This yeah. FedEx truck, it's a... Transport truck with a double trail, yeah, the, trailer. The double FedEx truck. And it's yeah. just swerving all over. Yeah. I think he's ready to go to bed. It's midnight. Yeah. All right, we got past him, so we're yeah. better off now. But I don't think Dennis needs the trip to the AHL again, but I think this is... not hurt him. This will not hurt him. No, this will not hurt him. And, and you know what? There's a back-to-back Monday, Tuesday. Wouldn't surprise me if he's back in the lineup, and who knows? That an interesting point. Yeah. Um, during the post-game show tonight, Jim Montgomery was asked, maybe by you, about Justin Dowling. Yes. And I heard something about Dowling that for seven years, we've both covered him since his yeah. first year in the AHL in Dallas, in Texas, mm-hmm. in Austin. Yeah. I've never heard of this condition that he apparently has been dealing with his whole life, which is feeling nauseated during games. Do you know more about this than me? No, I have never heard of that. I would like to talk to Justin at some point. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying that Monty's wrong or he's telling something that we don't know about, but uh, it, it raised my eyebrows because it's something that maybe Justin's really kept under wraps. I've never, ever no. heard this as being part of it. And, and he specifically, Monty said, this has nothing to do with some sort of concussion yeah. into the head. And Dowling has had a couple of those in his yeah, career. Yeah, and he has. And, but 
for him to say it's nausea that he's dealt with this for his whole life, that was surprising for me to hear as someone who, just like you said, I've covered Justin Downing's career, basically. I Everything never, but the couple, first couple years with Abbotsford yes. and in the ECHL. Yeah. So that was surprising for me to hear. Um, whether it's... I'm not sure if it's... Uh, I don't know what it is. I, I, I what guess, the team re- released was it was an upper body injury. Yeah. I guess not his upper body. feeling gross in your stomach is above the waist. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think this is something for us to follow up on Monday yeah. for the morning skate if yeah. he's around, yep. which I assume he would be. Well, team has a day off tomorrow, yeah. so... I, I actually saw him standing outside the locker room when, when we... Uh, Did he look green? He looked fine. Okay. He looked fine, and it's the type of... You know the protocol there. It's not injured player, not really available, so I'm not right. going to approach him and right. ask him at that point, but... Um, and not not yeah. a vital importance to get no, that no. this time. Yes. No. So, um, but you know, but I thought I, that really stood out. That stood out to me. That was something I learned today, and um, and we'll investigate further. And he's in. Monty said it was uh, something that happened in Colorado before. So it's maybe maybe that was the maybe the altitude made it worse. Who knows? Here's um, the thing: if he can't play Monday, Dennis Gurionov goes right back in. Maybe they jumble the lines a little bit because. Um, to be fair, tonight was not the Stars' best performance on this winning streak and no. of the point streak, but they did find a way to win, which is what good teams do. Yeah. And that's the great thing about having good players that had to sit tonight is that you have very capable guys that can come in. Let me just face it, Joel Hanley hasn't played yeah. for a couple weeks now because of the healthiness of Polak and, and, and Klingberg. And if he had to play, you feel good about what he can do. Yeah. Do. So it's so, not. It's not. I mean, again, you want your best guys in the lineup, but this is going to happen over the course of the other what almost sixty yeah. games left. So we've talked a lot about the guys who weren't in. Um, the two Let's guys, talk about the goals. Yeah, there were two so, of them. There's two of them. So and there were what two? No, no goals. Yes. So let's talk about those four the, incidents. The, the two guys. Actually, before we do, great ceremony for Corey Perry. Oh yeah. Yes. The emotion that I felt for him and I, it seemed visibly to affect him of the Ryan Getzlaff video yeah. was re- I thought that really hit home mm-hmm. and then he had the best scoring chance of the first period and he completely whiffed oh my gosh yeah right I mean what a moment and it seemed whiffed. like it was scripted he's gonna score in yeah. his celebration for a thousand games swing and a miss completely okay go so, on so John Klingberg uh, ends up setting up Ropa hints for the first goal of the game I thought it was, in real time, I thought it was Joe Pavelski's goal. Yeah, I did too. Um, even on the replay, I thought it might have been Joe Pavelski's goal. It looked like it hit, him, uh, hit Rope in the shin pad. It did. Rope said it hit him in the knee. Okay, so, so um, that's part of the shin pad. It was, yeah. It was uh, face-off win. John Klingberg walks the blue line a bit, floats one through. Pavelski was in the slot, adding a little bit, another layer of uh, a screen. Hits Rope and goes in. Rope said after the game he had no idea it was it went in. Right away because well, did you notice it came out really? I yeah, think exactly. The camera because it, it either the camera or back bar something like, yeah. very firm because it kicked out oh so fast that it like you could see a couple players started to celebrate and a couple started to react like oh it must have hit the post or the goalie yeah. or something and it's not not a goal. Mm-hmm. So that was Klingberg knew it was in. Yes, Klingberg right knew away. it was in. Klingberg knew it was in. Pavelski knew it was in. Those yeah. two knew it was in right away. Roby looked like he was trying to retrieve yes. the puck. Yes. So, comes back. Didn't really do... He didn't do anything wrong to score the goal, but you didn't do have to do much to score the goal. Right. Um, but he went to the net and created a great exactly. screen. Yep. Exactly. And it hit um, him and went in. So, Tenth goal of the year, by the way. First star to hit yeah. double digits. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Nobody else is really that close. No, not really. Could be uh, all-star Rope hints, maybe? Who knows? I think right now Miro Haskin and it would be my yeah. all-star if you had to choose. If you had to pick one from the start. It's going to be interesting to see how Although, it breaks Although, I said last year, Sean, that Ben Bishop deserved the all-star nomination and it was a crime that he didn't get it. Well, we all know why that happened, though. Yeah. It's because Matt Dumba got hurt in the Minnesota Wild. Right. And no one else worthy of the they, All-Star. They had to give it to Dubnik, and it was a, but it was criminal. Yeah. Ben Bishop deserved it. Um, based on the numbers, we'll see how it goes. Those two, he and Hudobin have been phenomenal. Yeah. Maybe they get a nod there, too, because Bishop's been great. Maybe. Uh, but I would love to see Miro go again. Remember, he went last year. Uh, give him another shot to do the fastest Well, lap. I'd like to see, and somehow in a perfect world, I'd love to see Rope and Miro go, and then they, we can get the both in and the you fastest could, game. If you did that, you couldn't get uh, Bish. I'd be willing to sacrifice Bish's all-star. Know, Don't tell him I said this, but I'd be, oh, willing, to sac- I, I'd be willing to sacrifice his all-star appearance. What if Bishop is a listener for the car cast? You don't know. He loves hockey. He does. Some players don't like to watch. Roman, Roman Polak told me the other day he hates watching hockey. Yeah. When he was out injured, he doesn't watch. Yep. Yeah, he also said he won't even watch the Stanley Cup finals. Final. Finals, finals games. It's not the NBA. No, I know, but I said finals like it's as in multiple and, games yeah, of yeah. the Stanley yep. Cup final. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll check the scores, but I won't watch. Yep. It's depressing. John Klingberg watches... He said to me today, he'll watch as much hockey as he can. He loves to watch other games. He oh, and, guys, and some, Ben Bishop's like that, too. Bishop loves or to like watch Or even, like, Roddick Fox watches his games in the Czech League. Yeah. Which like, is... Yeah. You have some free time. And I, I know, yeah. uh, like, for example, Essel and Dell watches games back in Finland, too. So just... Go Gotta ahead. have buddies that yeah. are playing, right? Yeah. Anywho, um, where were we? Uh, it's one goal. nothing. It's one nothing. It's one nothing. We're going to have to do another lap around the yeah. Metroplex <laughs> to finish this one It's tonight. one nothing. Um... And then Chicago... They tied it up. Chicago ties Two it up. 2-1-1. On one. 2-1-1. One. On one. Chicago gets out on the rush of time. Kirby Doc's pass, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Nice play. Yeah. And we asked Hudobin on our... He was on our postgame. He did a lot of postgame, didn't Yeah, he? he was busy. Well, he was the best player yeah. in the game. Yeah. And he said he thought Doc was going to shoot. So yeah. he was ready for that and hadn't had to make a reactionary push to go across and deny Kub- Kubalik. Yeah. Great first save and then a save on Kampf. Yeah. And then he said... You know, some guy, Andrew Shaw dives to try to knock it in. And he said, some guys do that and they knock the puck in. He goes, I think he uh, shoved his stick over the puck. He said it was under my left pad. His left pad and his whole body was in the net at one point. But um, you could tell, Sean, that the biggest obstacle for Chicago, as this was being reviewed by the league, was visuals. Was the puck over the line? I think most people probably felt it was, but yeah. you couldn't confirm it by the angles. And this is another one of those plays where hopefully as the player and puck tracking software kicks in, which the league is planning for the playoffs with another test at the All-Star game, that one of the applications can be with pucks in the you know, chips in the puck, mm-hmm. that they can have a, a way to definitively say, it's over the line, it's not over the line, right? Yep. Like they do in soccer, which really is an important part of the game. Yeah. The Did you... Before that, though, did you watch... Did you see the overhead of the of, the, of that save? Did the first one? Of, of, the, of the first save, yeah. Did you watch the overhead over? Oh, yeah. It's tremendous lateral movement. The split that yeah. he put on yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. And by the way... Ben Bishop does that, and you go, great save, but he's 6'7". Yes. It's not the most challenging for him to cover the whole bottom of the net. Yes. Anton Hudobin says he's 6'1". 
if, and I said in our post game show, if that's the case, then I'm six foot five. He's, so listed, you, he's listed at five eleven. Yeah, well, whatever. I know. <laughs> right. This isn't the NBA. Yes, yes. There's no mandate that it yes. has to be true. Yes. He's not a big guy, but that was an incredible save. Anton Hudobin is my height. Okay. Yes. And I have talked to Anton. Five ten. Yes. I have talked to Anton. We've looked eye to eye. He is my height. Yes. So he's five ten. Yes. <laughs> and that, but that's just a yeah. such an athletic save. Yes. Which is, and usually the recovery athletic saves are the most exciting ones. It's because goalies are out of position. Now, on that one, it's not because he did anything wrong. It's just the stars defended it horribly. They just collapsed so much. And, and he had to go post yeah, to post. Yes. And that just was, but it wasn't just the first one. He made the initial stop. He made the stuff save yeah. on Kopf, which was a great save. And then the did the one. snowman whatever to try to hold out off yeah. Andrew Shaw. Yeah, I, it was just a great play. Yeah. Then late in the in the third period, uh, Dylan Strom tipped a, a shot from the point into the net, but it was immediately waved off for a high stick. Yeah. They went back and reviewed it. Clearly a high stick. Really not a debate. It was above the crossbar. No goal. The interesting thing, Sean, is going back to the first sequence uh, where Andrew Shaw thought he scored. The league did not say. It was confirmed no goal. They said it was not conclusive. Yeah. And I thought that was probably what they were going to say because they just couldn't see it. Yep. And that's it's the right call in that situation. So we go to overtime. Go to overtime. A another overtime's fun. And another fun overtime where Hudobin makes he made those great saves in regulation. Okay. First off, the Stars did not win a face-off in overtime. No, they didn't. I, again, unofficial count. Three three-on-three face-offs. They lost them all. Pavelski lost one. Two play, power play face-offs, at least. And they lost both of those. There was also a neutral zone one that I thought was really odd because Alexander Radulov took it. <laughs> Again, yeah, but it was so three-on-three face-offs are so important because yeah. if you start with the puck, I mean, it's a possession game. Yeah. So Saad has a chance, misses the net. Mm-hmm. Later in the sequence, they still have the puck. He has a shot. Hudobin makes a save. Yep. But, oh my goodness, Patrick King gets a breakaway with Haskinen chasing him. Well, he strips the puck from Miro. Right. And, and Miro's behind him. And, I mean, that save from Hudobin was as big as any one he made because of the yeah. timing and circumstances. And it's, uh, and it's a save, too, where Hudobin... It's a save as a goalie where, if you read it properly the way Hudobin did, you know Kane has to shoot there. Well, here's the funny thing. I think Kane thought that Miro was going to catch him mm-hmm. because he shot quickly instead of trying to... He likes to do that forehand backhand, yeah. and that sets up with him being a left-hand shot perfectly from that angle, and his backhand is maybe the filthiest I've ever seen. And I think he felt... Did you notice that Miro was... Uh, he pulled up a little bit right at the end? Yeah. And I think it was because he was afraid he was going to get called for a penalty. Yeah. And... And so, I mean, Kane has no but the way to whole, know. But the whole situation was, I'm just giving Hudobin sure. credit here. Where, oh, he deserved where, where, oh, where, what a save. Where Hudobin read it to the point where Kane felt he had to shoot. And that's what happened. And, and he stood his ground. Yes. No, it was, so. it was a phenomenal save. And then, of course, uh, the Stars then... Uh, you got a power play, actually. By the way, we skipped another fun spot in the third period. Did we? The Foxa chance. Where uh, another, another Leonard long. made the save, and then he goes to shoot from a sharp angle on the rebound, and David Kampf crashes into the net yep. and gets a delay of game penalty. So, 
I, have I th- think Leonard stops with the pad. Yeah, but so I have, I have, sharp I have a rebound. thought on that though. Okay. Like, why isn't that a penalty shot? We I have to go look in the rule yeah. book. I thought that it was a penalty shot if it was in within the final minute or two of the re- of regulation or yeah. in overtime. I mean, did, wasn't that the rule? The David Leggio change. But that's the goalie. If the goalie rule. does if, it. If the goalie does it's it. It's an automatic goal. goal. But you, if the prior before that, it would be a penalty shot. I guess the only thing is, is there a debate as to whether Foxa had the open net because it was well, open? That's, I'm not saying that's why I'm not saying it should have been awarded a goal. I'm saying it should have been a penalty shot. I I'm agreeing yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. But I don't know, yeah. and I also think that I don't think Kampf did it deliberately because if you go back and look at it. He was trying to track back with so much speed yeah. that it looked like he put his hands up not to knock the net off, but to not take his own head off. Yeah, but it's... Again, yeah. crazy, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, okay, back to overtime. Anywho. Uh, Blackhawks get called for having too many men on the ice in overtime. Which is a terrible That's penalty a really to take. really bad penalty to take. And the Stars have a couple chances, but... The... Yeah. One, the okay, there were four. Yeah. Pavelski left circle one-timer. Yes. Haskinen from the top of the slot actually hit Leonard right in the forehead. Mm-hmm. You can see Leonard shake it shake it off, too. You've taken yes. plenty of shots yes. to the mask. Those aren't fun. Yes. Not and then uh, the best one was the Corey Perry stuff attempt at the top that of the That was Greece. a big save by Leonard, yeah. And then the Radulov one-timer. Did you? Were you the only one that felt like the Stars held the puck too much they have a four and three power play, and it felt like every time somebody received a pass, they felt the need to stick handle instead of just pinging it right back and trying to did get. Did you them ask to if I was the only person that felt that? No, so I was just I asking. Feel, did I feel, you I, feel that way? I feel like lots of people felt that. Like, I agree. Yeah, I was just yeah, asking, did you? Because yes. I felt, from my perspective, that like we've seen on five on threes this year, mm-hmm. they're too slow and methodical. Yes, I agree with that, and it's frustrating because four and three, you should score and win the game. You should score four and three. So. They don't score. <laughs> it goes to goes to the shootout. Spoiler alert: They don't win in overtime. It goes to a shootout, and in the shootout, you have one of, and this is, you have one of the NHL's worst goalies in shootouts. Yep. Versus one of the NHL's best goalies in shootouts. Yeah. Go head to head, and some really incredible choices on the it, bench. Yes, and right? and the team with the. One of the NHL's best goalies in, in NHL shootout history wins, and yes. the one with the we're, with so. So you're saying the numbers won tonight? So, Anton Hudobin has the fifth highest save percentage in NHL history in shootouts for goalies that have faced more than 25 you shots know, in their career. That doesn't really surprise me. I mean, I'll, Ben, when you watch in in practice, yeah. Bishop is incredible. He does a ton of them. Yeah. He works on it a lot. He's very good on the, the yeah. shootout breakaways. But Hudobin's personality is such that. He's such a battler, and we always talk about that yeah. in his games, that it doesn't surprise me that he does it. And, and look at it. It's personified perfectly by the Jonathan Taves attempt. Yeah. Where he goes for the poke check, gets it, but the puck hits off of K, uh, Taves' skate, hits the post, and then Taves taking another whack at it and knocks it in. And Hudobin does the wave off yeah. before the referee even does yeah. to say that's the second attempt. Yeah. That doesn't count. But the... I, to me, the interesting story is the goalie on the other end. And I, I mean, yes, this part, Rob like, Leonard. Like we've talked a lot about Hudobin, but so Leonard has he's an, an excellent goalie, excellent goalie, really good on breakaways actually, but has admitted that he doesn't, he's not good at shootouts, and he he's not good at shootouts. And tonight he let up his 
I believe, 47... So he's faced 94 shots in his career. Shootout shots. Yep. He's now let up 47 goals. Wow. That's almost 50%. Yeah. And... 97? Yeah. So, yeah, just under 40... Just uh, under 50%. Just, yeah. That's not very good. So he is... And he's even admitted that he's tried multiple things. He just can't figure it out. The speed throws him off. He's... It sounds like a mental thing. Like, he even... Like, I was... uh, there was uh, my colleague at the Athletic, Mark Lazarus, had a story about uh, Leonard that he reshared right before. Well, by the way, shared a really funny uh, Athletic insider joke before the game tonight. <laughs> yes, yes. Really funny uh, yes. that you guys use emoji nicknames, and you have a great one. Not everyone gets an emoji nickname. Well, but... you have one, and it's very funny, <laughs> yes. and I appreciate it. Yes, but Mark, it's the uh, horse and the poop emoji. Yes. So they, <laughs> from last year's Jim Light's comments, which yes. is just awesome. So Mark shared the story about uh, that he did on Leonard a couple weeks ago, where Leonard basically said to him on the record, saying, "I'm good at hockey. I'm not good at shootouts." <laughs> and I know that they, they're not going to do that, but you wonder, you know, some of the soccer teams in the World Cup will have like their backup goalie be. Uh, their goalkeeper's like a shootout specialist, and they'll sub him in with two minutes left in added time of overtime. It's probably not going to happen in the NHL because coming in cold isn't very good. I've seen it happen before. I would still do it. Would I mean, you consider, like, if, if you had one goalie that was really terrible, would you consider, so, like, Corey Crawford go in and that's what I. That's what I would do. Like, like and, hey, and, and, and it's I, overtime. Get loose. If we go to a shootout, you're going in. That's what I would do. Like, Corey Crawford's numbers are really good in shootouts and yeah. are really good in the shootouts. So I would... I would do that. I would. I actually would consider that. I would say, okay, let's. We got one point. Thanks for the one point, Robin. But if we need the second, we're gonna have to try something yeah, see else. See you later. So, it's, it's it's fascinating to see, and because both goals, he looked out of sorts on both of them. He he. It seemed like there was definitely a book out from Jeff yes. Reese and company on hey. Get him to move a little and go five hole because it was the same. Now look, Tyler Sagan's done that move before. So yeah. was Joe Pavelski, but it definitely seemed to be a Achilles heel. Yeah, they and, both went for it and they both scored. And Leonard just looked—he he didn't look even—he didn't look like he even react. And who well, made some good yeah. saves? Yeah. So right, let's do a really quick lightning yeah, round. Quick lightning round. Late. We have a Sunday. I've got pickup soccer in the morning. I've got Patriots Cowboys. Go Patriots. Um, my wife bought a IKEA bookcase and jewelry cabinet, so apparently I've okay. got some assembly to do, and I have to replace the main control board on a refrigerator tomorrow. So okay. busy, and my older son has a hockey game at five o'clock. So I don't know how we're going to uh, get it all. We, in. we don't have that many. Don't have too many. That we haven't already answered. Yes. So okay. Um, if you ask yeah. a question, we didn't get to it. Yeah. Probably because we already answered it during the show. Okay. Um, Any fun ones stand out? One or two. Not right off the bat. We'll keep going. Okay. Uh, why bench Denny? We already got that. Um, yep. The Gallup Augusta. Man, that was a nail-biter, but it's great to get a shootout victory to vault to second place. My car cast question is this. During the game, the arena showed the players on the ice along with the time on the ice. How exactly do the officials calculate the time on ice so precisely? They have trackers. They have trackers. And before that, they literally, every time someone stepped onto the ice... They hit start on their stopwatch for that person, basically. They used to have one person yep. per that. What they do now is they use a computer. They have one guy tracking and one guy entering. Yep. And so they'll call out the numbers. Okay, 14 is on, 91 is on. Yep. Add those guys. 37 goes off, and they do it really fast. Yep. And it's really good. The tracking software, if it's uh, as accurate as they believe it is, will be even more 
you know, precise. Mm-hmm. And obviously bring in a whole bunch of other stuff as in speed of skating on the ice, how much distance they travel. That'll be interesting. How much zone time. The zone time one will be really cool. Yeah. From Ryan. Uh, By the way, Sean, don't you think that if you eventually get to the point where you can track zone times, a.k.a. and possession, because you have the puck tracking, that things like Corsi will be less important I think I think as we get more metrics, we'll figure out which metrics. Because right matter. now, a lot of times people use the shot attempts yeah. as a way of tracking who has the puck more. Mm-hmm. But if you actually know the p- possession time, yeah. then shot attempts because not all shot attempts are the same, and no. some of them aren't as important. It'll be interesting to see how that yeah. works. Okay. From Ryan, uh, hate the shootouts. No longer a team game. Yet teams awarded goals for against, but not the player who scores slash allows the game winning goal. So when can we finally extend three v three overtime to seven or ten minutes? I agree, Ryan. I oh. would go. I would love ten minutes of three on three. Didn't you feel uh, like you needed another five after that? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, shootouts are terrible, but at some point you have to end the game. Yeah. So, but I I would love to do that. Now the NHL does it right. They have the best playoff overtime mm-hmm. s- setup. I wish that major professional soccer would follow suit. The M- you know give credit to the NBA. They play overtime periods. Now it's not sudden death. But they keep playing in the playoffs, and they're not going to have a tie. No. Actually, they play, keep playing in the regular season, yeah, too, they don't do. they? Yeah. They have no ties. No ties. So that's good. So, um, Catherine just asked, what's the Stars franchise win streak record? The record is seven. A win streak? win streak is seven. So the, they're... To win the next game, they would tie the franchise record. They've won six. Six in a row? Six in a row. So, yes. The next, right. one, yes. The next one would tie a franchise record. But right. they have also... Four more point uh, point streak four long. Fifteen is the franchise record. It was set by the ninety eight ninety nine team, yeah. which ended up winning a Stanley Cup. So that was pretty good. Okay. Um, are the Stars going to keep Hanley up and and won't? Tra- Ooh, good question. And won't try to get him into the HL. They're reclaiming some cat space. Don't mind he saw. Don't doubt he minds sitting in the press box since he gets more money being on the NHL roster, even as the number eight defenseman. Um, that only lasts so long until you get really tired of that. Yeah. Right? Everybody, these guys are, obviously it's their job and it's for money, mm-hmm. but they want to play. And Joel Hanley also has, I don't have it right in front of me, but Joel Hanley's contract structure has a guarantee that he is well compensated in the AHL too. He would be better off for the Stars playing yes. than sitting all the time, just because staying in, yes. at that. And, it, and, it, and the Texas Stars snapped a 12-game winless streak. They've been really terrible lately. Yeah. They could use Joel Hanley on their team. Yes. If that, uh, do you think they're going to take the risk? I think he clears. I agree. Question I don't, mark. I think he clears because I think he has a better chance than Fadoon of clearing. Oh uh, yeah, Fadoon wouldn't clear. No, but I think Hanley clears. Um, they might take that risk because if they do that, then they get another thirty days in the NHL to call him up without if they need him. Yeah, I I I would. They send might him take to, that risk. I think they should. Um, it's not the one thing is that cap space would be nice, but with the LTIR from Hansel, it's not that crucial. Yeah, but you try, you do want to try and earn oh, back. Of course, some of, of course. But, but I, like but I said, I, it's not a, it's not like they're up against the limit. It's not a cap space thing for me. It's getting Hanley playing. That's what. It that's is. what would be better okay. for him. Yes. Um, Brian just says no question. Just want to give you praise for the car. The sh- love the show. Long live the carcast. Thanks for listening, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Um, Aaron asks, what sort of mental difference does having a quite reliable backup goalie like Hudobin give the Stars as opposed to when Niemi or Lettinen were the backups? There's more than just the mental, but yeah. if you think about the way they play back-to-backs now, go back to the uh, 
Niemi Lettinen or really the pre-Niemi, the Lettinen and the guy, right? Yeah. Richard Bachman was pretty good, mm-hmm. but they had a slew. Tim Thomas, UC Runis. Uh, they tried Christopher Nilstorp mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time. Anders uh, Lindback. Um, there's another one in there somewhere. The point is, yes. is that they had this whole run of backups and they couldn't get a win from a backup goalie. No. And so it, I think it really hurt the confidence of the team to be able to win the second night. This year, they've been really good in the second game. Yeah. Um, Don't you think? Yeah, no, they've been really good. Like, I, I think what Hudobin brings just from a confidence factor, not even even before this tonight happened, the, what he brings from a confidence factor is, is immense for this team. The other thing that Hudobin brings is the ability to get the best out of Ben Bishop yes. from twofold. One, he can't play 65 starts. He just can't, right? At this Mm -hmm. stage, he's 33 now. I don't think his body would hold up to that and still have the kind of game and energy in the playoffs. But you have made a great point before about what he does in pushing Bishop for competition. Yes. He pushes Bishop for competition, and Jim Montgomery uses that as a button, too. Especially with lifting him in Edmonton and at the end of the uh, Minnesota first uh, whether. First period. And whether it was designed this way or not, even tonight's start. Hey, yeah. Bishop, you're the starter. This is we're going to go against the Central Division team. We're going to give the start to Hudobin. Like I mean, by the way, I think you see him play against Chicago on Tuesday. Well, yeah, you'll see Bishop. Bishop will play against Vegas. Vegas on Monday, and Hudobin will play in, in Chicago on fun Tuesday. Fun fact, not so fun fact. The Stars have never beaten the Vegas Golden Knights at home. No, they've only won one game in six of the last two years against Vegas. And it was the Roddick Fox hat trick game yeah. at T Mobile Arena. That two years ago, though. That was two years it ago. It was. Two yeah, but ago. my point is that yeah. They, yeah. they have lost three home games yes. in three attempts yes. against Vegas. Yes. Should have won the first one. If Bishop doesn't get that Riley Smith shot to the yeah. forehead and split his eyebrow, yeah. he does. He has a shutout and wins one nothing. Instead, they lose 2-1 to one to Marc-Andre Fleury there. Ardell is a good question, but I want to save it for another day because it's a bit too long. It's a bit... And it's late, and I yeah. can't open yeah. the center console in my yes. car. It's driving me nuts. Um, let's see. We already answered a question about, uh, about Gurionov. And um, one quick last one from Stars Potter. What are you and Owen snacking on during the car cast? We're not snacking during no the car cast. No food in the car cast. Uh, uh, that's not true. Occasionally Jolly Ranchers. Yes, in your car, which is most of the time, sometimes we'll tuck one in the cheek. Yes. But the question but for... Otherwise, no The snacking. question, though, is favorite game time snack? During the game or before? It just says game time snack. Let's so. say during. Okay. Uh, at the press box... In AAC, anywhere or at home watching? What do you? What do you, I'll let you set the conditions here. Um, at the your, AAC, your, your favorite snack. Give me two quick answers, okay? Favorite snack for when you're at the game in the press box, and favorite snack for when you sit down to watch your football game tomorrow. What you're snacking on? Ooh, tough question. Um, it depends on what I ate. If I had a huge meal, I always eat a fairly large amount at the media meal, but then. Uh, I would say my favorite snack, although I've been trying to avoid doing it too much, is the ice cream novelties. Okay. Either the ice cream sandwich or the drumstick. Yeah. But I've tried to hold back on that a bit. Mm-hmm. So it's the combination of the uh, arena popcorn with the candy bowl, the yeah. little sweet and salty mix. Yeah. That's I like, a good. I like combining the. I like the pretzel. I like mm-hmm. taking the pretzels, and then I like taking the dessert from downstairs. So like one of the cookies or the yeah, brownies. Yeah. That's a good. And see then, again, and salty and then, sweet. Yeah, that's combo. what I like. To, and then. Uh, 
The I'm a, they the, had nachos tonight, Sean. I'm not a, a fan, fan of the press box nachos. I liked the chips. Chips were good. The cheese sauce was bleh. Yeah. It would have been better with one of two things. Some salsa or the jalapenos. Yes. But, either or. And I missed that. Yes. I still ate some, but it was... And by the way, not to sound overly critical, but when one night you serve chicken tenders and the next night you serve uh, nachos with cheese sauce... Not even really nachos, just tortilla chips. setting unfair expectations. Well, the point is is that those two are not equivalent. And if you have a Saturday night game against the Chicago Blackhawks, that would seem you want to raise the A game, not like the the C-minus game. Especially since the Chicago press box, one of, you know what, probably the best press, press box food in the league. The only one that I could maybe argue with and it may not be much of an argument is the Boston Bruins dessert cart the, the Bruins dessert cart is good but the overall but overall food, right the yeah, overall food right? is pretty good um, Buffalo is also pretty good um, mm-hmm. as well but Chicago it's uh, pretty uh, top notch it's, 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 it's a good spread Winnipeg so. doesn't uh, hold up Winnipeg's got the popcorn that's I, it? I actually like the Winnipeg press box yeah. quite a bit uh, but yeah, if it's just popcorn yeah. that's, that's yeah. weak so, so yeah um, anyway, the uh, sweet salty combo. Yeah, that's key. Is important because one or the other you tax out pretty for, quickly. For me at home, if I'm watching a game and, and I'm doing a snack, I like my wife makes really good queso. I like the queso. No, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I, but I, but it's the queso where it's got cheese in it and some meat. Well, queso is cheese, but it's got the meat in it too. So queso is cheese. <laughs> yes, but there's a big difference between lousy arena cheese exactly, sauce yes. and real queso. Exactly. So real queso is way better. Yes. So. On that note, the Sidney Crosby episode has come to an end. Uh, Major stick tap to Donald Brashear. Yes. Yeah. 